welcome. Thank you for joining us here at ICGC Caris Temple Podcast. Pastor Prince Nyako is the head pastor of ICGC Caris Temple, serving under the leadership of Dr. Mentor Otabel. Pastor Prince is a dynamic preacher of God's unadulterated word, characterized with a strong prophetic insight and prayer ministry. He is a strong advocate for discipline and order in the body of Christ, with messages centered on fasting, holiness, prayer, and integrity. And now, to today's message. Speak the language of the Spirit of the Lord. Let me hear you. Let me hear you. Remove the strange voices from my ears. Let me hear your voice. 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 Let me hear your voice, Lord. It's only your voice. Your voice within the voice of the preacher. Your voice within the voice of my pastor. I want to hear the voice of the spirit. Let it change my life. Let me retain my routines. Let me realign to destiny. I want to hear your voice this morning in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for what we are about to hear. Thank you for your message. Thank you for your transforming word that ever liveth to change us. In Jesus' name. Amen. I'm teaching on the subject, Accept Responsibility, Part 1. Accept Responsibility, Part 1. Accept Responsibility. The greatest problem we have in life is the refusal of people to accept responsibility. Many of us are here. You hate your mother. You hate your father because they were irresponsible. You believe in your heart that if your father was responsible, you wouldn't be where you are. Yes or no? Yes or no? Yeah. You believe that if somebody else was a bit responsible, you will not be where you are. The irresponsibility of man has led generations into destruction. So this morning, God is asking us to take up responsibilities. Take up responsibilities. The problem about Ghana is irresponsibility. The problem about your family and my family is irresponsibility. Uncles are not responsible. Aunties are not responsible. We are not responsible. The nation, party A comes and blames party B for where we are. Party A goes, party B may come and blame party A for where we will be. So no one, no single person seems to take responsibility for what is happening around us. And that is not how God is. The Bible said that God came to see a formless earth. He took responsibility and remolded the earth. But most of us, we don't take responsibilities about our lives, about the things of God, about nature, about destiny. We don't care. We are just irresponsible. 
But today, this message, for the next three Sundays, God is saying, awake and be responsible. Yeah, the amen is too weak. Awake and be responsible. And I pray that the message is going to set you on edge to start looking for where and where you have to be responsible as a child of God. Now, the early part of David's life cannot be... So we are looking at David and Saul. Say David and Saul. So we are taking, we are gleaning our wisdom from the interactions in their life between David and then King Saul. So you cannot study about David, the early part of David's life, without knowing certain aspects of King Saul. If you will know David well, you must know some level of life of King Saul. Their lives were almost intertwined. When you see the life of David and the life of Saul, you can, those of you who can easily remember that Saul was played with what? A bit of madness or epilepsy or whatever. And when it comes, he disgraces himself. A time came, he wanted help. And who did they bring to come and help him? David. So David and Saul, their lives are quite intertwined. And we are going to spend some time to get to know what we must learn. Now, Saul was brought in because the people rejected God as their leader. A time came when Israel wanted to be like the other nations. And therefore, they asked for a leader. First Samuel chapter 9, verse 2. First Samuel chapter 9, verse 2. The Bible said, and God gave them a king. And this was the description of Saul. The Bible said, and he had a son whose name was Saul, a choice young man, a goodly man. He was goodly, but not godly. There's a difference between goodly. Give me a good, a, a, a soft version so that. Uh-huh. So that's the son of Kish. So his son Saul was the most handsome man in Israel and shoulders taller than anyone else on the land. So Saul was a very tall man. He was actually, some called him a giant. He was very tall and very handsome. He was a man that if you saw him in a crowd, you cannot mistake him. He was outstanding. So when God was going to give Israel a king in the human form, it, the Lord fell on Saul. He was the tallest man and when when they, they gathered for congregation. He was tall, taller than me, far taller than me, and brother with long hair and a handsome face. Saul started life as a very humble man, but ended as a very proud man. I'm teaching and pay attention, not just to know, but to practice. Saul started life as a very humble man like most of us. We started from nowhere. We started with no help. We started like Carrie Temple. started with nothing. We started with nobody. Nobody wanted to even hear you preach because you had nothing. Very humble beginning. You started life very humble. 
but the Bible said that Saul ended up to become a very proud man. Be careful how you live your life. Always check your heart barometer. Because though you are humble today, you can be proud tomorrow. And most of us, you were nobody, God makes you somebody, you start looking down on others. Because where you are is because of the privileges you had. Where somebody is, is because he or she did not get the privileges you had. That Saul was this man, very handsome and very humble. But a time came in his life, in his exaltation, where God has lifted him and people honor him and he has sat on the throne of Israel for the first time, the first king to be given to Israel. As time went on, he became haughty in heart. First Samuel chapter 15, verse 17 to 18. And someone told him, so after some engagement, we'll go back. But I want to show you that he started very humble and ended up a proud man, rejected by God. May God not reject you. Your amen is not strong. May God not reject you because of pride. He said, and Samuel told him, although you may think little of yourself, are you not the leader of the tribes of Israel? The Lord has anointed you king of Israel. And the Lord sent you on a mission and told you, go and completely destroy the sinners, the Amalekites, until they are all dead. So give me the KJV for 17, quickly. He said, and Samuel said, when thou was little in thy own sight. So you see that Saul started very humble. He didn't see himself superior to others. He was easily approachable. You could easily rebuke Saul and Saul would not be troubled. You could easily correct him and it would be okay. But you see, you are coming to a point where nobody can correct you. Nobody can rebuke you. When you are rebuked, you are angry. When you are corrected, you become puffed up. You are going the way of Saul gradually. You are going the way of Saul. And very soon God will reject you. And at the end of the story, you see that God rejected Saul. And because Saul was rejected, David was appointed. May you not allow heaven to exchange your glory for somebody else. In the name of Jesus. The people rallied behind Saul. And Saul also, because he was humble from the beginning, he served God well and God established his throne. One breakthrough must not change you. My sister, my brother, one breakthrough must not change you. One breakthrough must not make you feel that you are bigger than somebody else. One breakthrough, one open door must not make you think that you are wiser than someone because God established Saul, but God had bigger assignments for him. But because he allowed pride to eat him up, his ministry, his kingship ended, it, it, it was disconnected from the oil of God. May you know there are, there are many Christians living life without the anointing of God because they are disconnected. 
I'll show you that when God rejected King Saul, King Saul did not come out of the city. When the Bible says God rejected Saul, Saul still remained on the throne for over 40 years. So all this while he was on, maybe it's in the patriarch, I'm jumping again, he became a liability. There are people working in church, working in the kingdom, who have become liabilities because God has rejected them. Yeah. They may be on their thrones. They may be wearing their garments. You can see Saul still sitting in council meeting, giving judgment, but God has rejected him. No wonder when Jonathan associated himself with him, Jonathan and Saul died together. In this life, you kill yourself before you die. <laughs> you kill yourself before you die by the people you associate yourself with. Saul was rejected, but Jonathan did not know. And when he followed him, the two of them died. I'm coming. Saul was seeking after the face of God in the first two years of his kingship. He was a lover of God. Some people start following God and all of a sudden, they stop following him. Two years, three years, King Saul was a lover of God. He, he was following the customs of the nation, worshiping God, listening to what God would say. Am I talking to somebody here? You started your Christian work very innocent. One or two offense, you have become so bitter and angry for nothing. You have become so proud. Nobody can correct you. Nobody can speak to you. But you didn't start like that. You entered the job. You were so humble. Yes, please. Yes, please. One promotion. You start looking now on the janitors. You start looking down on the people who were not promoted. You are struggling like others. In church, you got job. You got promotion. You got a car. Now the horses cannot direct you again. This is King Saul. This is King Saul. I said today, I'm going to put you on edge. You will live here trusting God to be responsible. Ghanaians are not responsible at all. In fact, charismatics are not responsible at all. One of the places I thought I would see commitment, responsibility was church. If I go to any church, I want to see responsibility. So you go to a church, you want to see the type of people in the church, go to the washroom. You go to a house, you want to see the type of people in the house, go to their washroom. Ghanaians who board a plane, by the time they are lighting, the, the plane is dirty. The Chinese who board a plane, by the time they are lighting, the plane is neater than what they met. People will come to church and chew chewing gum, remove it, and stick it on the chair. Not thinking that somebody else, an usher, will be arranging the chairs and he will touch your chewing gum. That may not be orally sanctified. Say 
take up responsibility. Why do we have a lot of children on the road? Because of a lot of irresponsible parents. Irresponsible. So if you are responsible, you will not just get pregnant and give birth to a human being into the world. For who should take care of him? Hello? No, the outside, they have a very nice structure. So when you go to UK and things, they are welfare, national welfare, they even rent for you. But Ghana, who will rent for you? Which government? You have to be responsible, young people. They are paying your fees to go to school, not to come back with pregnancy. Not to come back instead of finishing four years, you want to use six years. Irresponsibility can cost your life and you'll be blaming a witch or a wizard. God gave you a marriage. You are irresponsible. When it breaks, don't blame a witch. God gave us a church. If the church grows, it's responsibility. If it doesn't grow, it is irresponsibility on the part of the people and not God. I'm coming. I'll go back to Saul. But I'm applying it to our lives. Remember I say Saul, you say Saul, there's no way I'm bringing it here. Irresponsibility. One day, out of our irresponsibility, myself, my wife, and maybe the one who was staying with us, our dog died. Azusa. Azusa died out of irresponsibility. You know how he died? We, we, we normally clean his, his cage. So as you are cleaning, you tie him, you chain him by the dry line rod. So after you finish, you must take Azusa back. And they didn't take Azusa back. So I was in church preaching. We were in church here. It was an anniversary. So we were here, 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 and not knowing. I don't know whether somebody was trying to enter the house or Azusa was hungry and was trying to move. And as he was moving, he was winding around the road and he strangulated and died. Irresponsibility. Most of the lorry accidents we see, irresponsible driving. And look, I'm not talking to the world, I'm talking to you. You, you. Irresponsibility. And listen to me, if you don't get up and be responsible for your life, you will scream and scream and scream and scream in prayer. God has no business with irresponsible people. He has never worked with irresponsibility. He has never. Check the Bible. That is why he rejected Saul. Straight up. Because God does not deal with irresponsibility. He won't. I mean, he wants to save the whole world from flood. You think he will give that tax to an irresponsible man? Noah was diligent. Noah had the capacity. Noah took responsibility. I'm praying that if you want to be great in life, if you are praying to be great, if you are praying to be successful, you must catch the spirit of responsibility. 
responsibility for your life. Responsibility. You have not created a home for a baby and you go and get pregnant. For who should take care of? Then the child comes to the world and hustling. Look at how you have hustled. That's what they did to you. Look at the things you've gone through. Things that daddy should provide for you. He couldn't. So you have your own way to provide for yourself. And as you are sitting here, you are full of regret and you have sworn that none of your children will go through what you are going through. That will only happen if you become responsible. In the next 10 years, the picture of your life will be determined by how responsible you were with the resources God has given to you. Your time, your friends, your job, your spiritual life. Whatever God has given to you now, how responsible you react and respond to will determine the picture of your life in the next 10 years. And I pray that somebody here, the spirit of responsibility, the spirit of the burden bearer will come upon you in the name of Jesus Christ. First Samuel chapter 13 verse 8 to 10. So we move into the story. And he tarried seven days. So there was going to be a battle against the Israelites and the Philistines. Let me give you a background. And before they move into battle, there must be a sacrifice. Say a sacrifice. Because most of us, this is a spiritual intelligence. Let me give it to you for free. You don't enter into battle without the favor of God. There was no time Israel went into battle without the favor of God. They sacrificed unto the Lord and they asked for his favor for victory. You must live your life under the auspices of spiritual intelligence. I don't know what battle you are in. It could be your career. You don't start your career without the assistance of God. You don't start a month without the assistance of God. You don't start a marriage without the assistance of God. Listen to me. There must be some couples some newlyweds on your wedding day the whole offering you receive you lay it on the altar as a sacrifice unto the Lord you must not go into battle empty handed you, you can't so there should be a sacrifice before they go into battle so Saul Samuel told Saul that they should wait for him for seven days that was a perfect timing but Saul was irresponsible. Saul was impatient. Many people are in bad marriages because they were impatient in their choice. You are in the wrong job because you were impatient. God said, wait, you went. He said, wait, you tell you heard it went. <laughs> For me, that has been one of my weakness. So when I see that the thing is pushing me, I stand. And I do keteya bakateli bakata. By the time you pray in tongues, you squeeze impatience. It will disappear. Then you start seeing clearly. Our problem is impatience. 
So Saul, so the Bible said, and he tarried seven days according to the set time that Samuel had appointed. But Samuel came not to Gilgal at the time. So Samuel gave him seven days, he didn't come. Has it happened to you before? Hello? Eh. <laughs> eh, but you said you called and you didn't call. So because you didn't call, I thought that. You thought what? It happened to you. I know. I said today, eh, you will live here eating to hear next week's message. Because this message, I know in my heart that it is for somebody. Yes. We are too irresponsible. So the other guy said, Oko, oko, yeah, then. It is irresponsibility. <laughs> so, and Samuel came out, came not to Gilgal, and the people were scattered from him. And Saul said, Bring hither a bent. So from here, give me a soft version. I want people to understand the scriptures. So from here, give me soft. So he demanded. So Saul saw that the people, the soldiers he was going to fight with, listen to me, were scattering. They were going. So when he saw them, it is like a pastor. When you are preaching. For the last month, I was teaching on the course of discipleship. When we started the number was like 30 or 25 people. The next Tuesday it was 20. The next Thursday 15. The, the thing was to do this because it's not exciting. So maybe when it got to, let's say, when they were 10 or 15, then I come with, I said, this Friday, this Tuesday, I'm preaching and going to anoint everybody for miracle marriages. You see that the number will shoot from 15 to maybe 50 something. So when Saul saw that the crowd were dispersing, they were, they were going. The soldiers were going because someone said he's coming in seven, 10 days or seven days. He's not in. The people were scattering. The Bible said, he asked that bring me the burnt offering and the peace offerings. And Saul sacrificed the burnt offerings himself. Verse 10. Just as Saul was finishing with the burnt offering, Samuel arrived. Is it familiar to you? Oh, talk to me. I told you today, eh, you live here thinking. Is it familiar to you? <laughs> I'll still use the marriage as an example. Just when you propose to that lady, the next time you met her, you met a friend of hers that you felt that mm. Or you went and visited the lady in her house and you saw the siblings. Then you saw a certain character in the lady you don't like. But when you saw one of the siblings, you didn't see that character in her. Just when Saul had finished the sacrifice, the old man appeared. I'll tell you why. Listen to me. I pray that your life will not become a spiritual casualty. Yes. Saul was anointed. He's not, Saul was appointed by God. 
I'm not talking, I'm bringing it close. You are anointed, you have been appointed, you have been blessed, you have been prophesied upon. You are, Paul was not bigger than you. Saul was not bigger than you. You are not bigger than Saul. You are putting yourself in Saul's shoe because sometimes when we are supposed to wait, we are running, we are pursuing our own thing and we want God to come along. God does not do that. We go along with God and God does not come along with man. That is why you seem to be praying concerning that issue and God is not minding you because the direction you have taken is not where God wants to go. You cannot manipulate God. You cannot break the word of God and God will never break his word for you because his integrity is engrafted in his word. I pray in the name of Jesus that wisdom will come upon you so that by the end of this year you will see that the change of direction has brought you a blessing you never prayed for. The name of Jesus. God does not come along with us. We go along with God. When he leads, we follow. So Saul had finished and then Saul went out. Hypocrisy. This is the problem with the church. And that is why I say accept responsibility. There can be a couple, they'll be fighting in the house. Pastor knocks the door and comes. Rise up and come. And so, he says, hey, so welcome me. Oh, you are not doing it. I want some Ashanti welcome. Cook welcome. Come, come, come. come and do it. You, you know how to do it. Come. So I've come to welcome me. Oh, won't come, Pastor. You are not an Ashanti. Is there an Ashanti here? Eja? Eja? Papa? Papa, you are welcome. Akwabo. Oh, oh, Papa. Hey, Papa. Meanwhile, you have just insulted your husband that the head is big. <laughs> Next week is Titan Sunday. Instead of giving 10% or more, what is so high in the 7%? But when we are coming to give the tithe, oh, we bring sacrifice of praise. That is all. You just disobeyed God. You just could not wait for God. You just disobeyed the prophet's word. And this is the prophet coming and you are putting up a facade, a picture as if you are the most holy person, as if you are the most humble person, as if you are the one who can honor the man of God. He went out to meet him and welcome him. Keep your welcome. Keep your welcome. God is not interested in all those colorful things. Keep it. Keep it. Keep it. Keep it. You disobeyed his word. And this is you saying, Papa, keep your Papa. So, keep it. So, keep it. I'm sure God is always shocked in his church when we are worshiping. I'm coming back to the heart of worship. It's all about, and then God would say, Elders, stop bowing, stop. 
Listen. See, see that lady. Hear it again. Then unfortunately for you, the choir leader or the worship leader will start again. I'm coming back. And the worship is all, it's all about you. God will say, ah. Eja Paul. It's all about me, and I never knew. So, irresponsibility. Adam, you have sinned. The wife you gave me. Irresponsibility. Irresponsibility. As you use the washroom when you are leaving, think about the next person coming. As a mother, think about your daughter. Think about your son. Can they emulate you? If you get a higher version of what you are now, will you be comfortable? Irresponsibility. In the full glare of your pay, your children, you throw wild parties on your compound. And when they grow and they start doing worse, you are running to pastor. Pastor will run to them. I, when you run to me, I'll run to them. Because I will not criticize them. And they end up loving the pastor more than you. And you say that the pastor has made himself a god. It's because they saw an example in you when they were growing up. And they have magnified it for you. And you are crying. We must be responsible. Responsibility. Saul failed. You will see why he failed. Give me 15 minutes, 20 minutes. I'll, I'll, I'll allow you to go. Responsibility. How many times haven't we blamed people for the things we have done? How many times? many times God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever God, he created man he loved man he has to take responsibility to demonstrate his love so he started from Mount where Abraham sacrificed Isaac he didn't let Abraham kill the son he provided for himself. Listen to me. If you will ever be great, if you will ever mean anything to mankind and the kingdom, you must take responsibility. I pity Africa so much. Sometimes I wish I was not an African. I wish I was not. Because the, the, everything is not holding. And the root of it is irresponsibility. Everybody is irresponsible. From DCM to Presido. Old, now, tomorrow. Hmm. Everybody. And you are sitting here. You want your relative to be an MP, a president. Then you start sending the messages. Oh, yeah. When him say, oh, this is your brother. He's not doing anything. Can you fix him here? Can you fix him there? Can you fix him here? Is it not the same thing? The same thing. Irresponsibility. 
So when the youth see this thing, they just get visa and they leave the country. But one day Ghana will be beautiful. I said one day Ghana will be like heaven. Your amen is not strong because you have put in your application for visa. So you can't say amen. Give the Lord a clap offering someone. (laughs) So assembled the troops and he failed to. So he was a good organizer but a disobedient man to God. He was a good organizer. He organized the troops. But he was disobedient. And, and I am praying that you will not come under the pressure of this generation. God, if you see a great man, let me tell you something. Whether good or bad, whether in the kingdom of light or in the kingdom of darkness, there is a sense of responsibility on that great man. Even to get blood money, you must be responsible to get what they want to kill. Yes, responsibility. It's so pathetic that everybody, that is why I am worried the way young people portray their wealth on Facebook. The devil is deceiving you. He's deceiving you. He wants you to get quick money early. Do you know what they go through? Are you following the news? Quick money. You see, averagely, it takes a lot to build. It, it takes, when you see a young man, 25 years, and he tells you he has an estate, you need to investigate. Oh yeah, we are in, we are in Ghana, G-H-A-N-A. We are not in Columbus, Ohio. In Ghana, if you see a 25 year old man and tells you he runs an estate, he has he has oil fields, he has different uh, a 25 year old girl, he has oil fields, he has this business. I know it's business we do. I, I run this, I run that. I have a 10 companies. I have about 20 um, estate units, six bedroom house, one at this a massa investigate if it's an inheritance from the parents hallelujah but I can assure you God doesn't work like that please the truth is hard I I told you that today eh, you will leave this place thinking and that is typical of me for the past 12 years I'm not going to change even for the next 30 years you will live thinking because the problem with the charismatic church is that we refuse to think what we say. We don't care what we do. We don't care. We don't care. We do it and we leave it. Whatever happens, you have. Do you know what will happen? It will be more than what you thought. Can you imagine Jesus praying, God, change the mission, change the mission? And he kept praying, and God said, Okay, I've changed the mission. Where will you be? It would have been irresponsibility on Jesus' part to have taken the contract and not perform. You went to marry this innocent girl from the parents and you've turned her into punching bags. One day, may the brothers catch you somewhere and remove all your teeth. <laughs> I saw a news where the man. 
the lady's brothers caught him in the corner and they tied him. The whole family beat him well, well. Because he has been beating their sister for a long time. They beat, oh, it's in the news. You don't read news. We will read Bible and we read news and we pray and fast. You don't read anything. You are just there. One day you'll be there. We will wake up and you realize that you are the only one in town. We've gone. The president has announced that a plane has come, has come to carry all of us and you are still asleep. You will wake up. Nobody will be there. We are gone. They caught the man and beat him. Mm, next time. Irresponsibility. Receive the spirit of Responsibility. No, Saul was not supposed to sacrifice because in the law, it's only priests that offer sacrifice. And Saul was not a priest. He was not. There was no way. And even the priest there, there was a modulo operandi. There was a Levitical order of practice. You don't just do it. You don't just do it. It's like the art of preaching. You don't just preach because you can talk. I have my notes here, step by step. I'm following something because I must, I will be held accountable for this message for the next thousand years. So as even a priest, there is a way. In, in the Bible one time, God had to kill some priests because they didn't perform their duties well. And they were the sons of Aaron. And when Aaron saw it, the Bible said he held his peace. Leviticus chapter 10 verse 1 to 2. I'm preaching. So that you see, if you are working for God in this church or in the kingdom of God, be careful. If you are doing something for the kingdom, be careful. The Bible said, you know this, you don't like these messages, but you see, I told you I'm not a typical pastor. I'm learning to pastor. I'm a revivalist. I preach to get you reformed. So you have to get used to it and benefit from the ministry. Because if you are listening to me, you can either get angry or provoked unto godliness. Choose the one that you'll be provoked unto godliness. Amen. Oh, you are not clapping. I'm suspecting you. So, the Bible said that Sons, Nadab and Abihu put coals on fire in their incense burners and sprinkled incense upon them. In this way, they disobeyed the Lord. Look, the disobedience going on in the kingdom of God now is not good. That is why there is so much destructions. There is so much calamities without explanations. We must go back to scripture. They disobeyed the Lord by burning before him the wrong kind of fire. Hey, Malado You should be afraid to climb this, this, this altar. And you are cohabiting with a man. Caristus. You should be afraid. When you go and fire Saturday night, you should be afraid to stand here. You should be afraid to climb the altar is scary it's not a joke you can go barren 
you can go sick if you steal church money. Usher, if you see church money, run away. Run away. Let it be here. One day the contractors called me and said, well, somebody has left an envelope here. I said, leave it. Let it be here. Don't come to church to steal you. They were burning strange fire. It was fire. The people didn't know it was strange fire. But God knew it was strange fire. And it was not a spiritual fire. Let me bring you. It was every time on the altar there must be fire burning. It's a representative of prayer. Prayer, a prayer must be going on. That, and the altar is a representative of Christ and also your own life. So in your life, there must be prayer. That's why it's a pray always. So every morning, if you have been a Roman Catholic before, I went to a Roman Catholic church, um, school, so I know. There must always be light. There must always be incense before prayer. So they, that was their duty. The sons of Aaron, they come and put fire in the basin so that fire will be burning and all that. And they thought they were the sons. My sons will not be automatic pastors. If their calling is not pastors, I will not going to force the clerical on them. But if I see the signs small, I will push them. Oh yeah, I will push them. If I see the things small, I will push them. Because it's not by force to be a pastor. But if I see that one starts worshiping, and that's oh. It, is a, it will be a blessing to have a seed who is doing the ministry. So, Nadab and Abihu they were burning straight fire. They were praying with the wrong spirit. They were worshipping with the wrong spirit. They were ushering with the wrong spirit. They were doing what? Preaching with the wrong spirit. They were doing it as show. Jesus. Alebo Kasataya. That is why the glory of God is not in the church again. And we are replaced with it colored lights. The actual thing should have been the glory of God. That when the glory comes, it becomes a um, shakina, blue color. Deep. The cloud comes. I'm praying that a day will come, we will be in church and we will all be frozen. Nobody can move. If even you want to move, you cannot move because we are frozen and people are speaking in tongues and we are crying because of our sins. When was the last time you cried on your sin, uh, Francis? We have become kangbe. <laughs> we have become kangbe. That now we are masters of the game. So you do know, oh God. I be you know that I, I come again, no. No, 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 no. You can't be confessing and speaking in a casual way. You must be crying. Our hearts are too calcified. Yeah. Next week, you see that I'll show you something. It was a heavy one. Every form of disobedience, the Bible calls it foolishness. I'm not telling you that you are. But I'll show you in scripture what 
disobedience actually means. The Bible says it's foolishness. Someone told so. You have behaved yourself foolishly. God did not raise a foolish generation. He raised a priestly generation. And may we wake up unto responsibility. In the name of Jesus. Give the Lord a good clap of hope. Nowadays, I've been preaching like this. So I've seen that the offerings have dropped, but I don't care. I'll preach. Yeah, it has dropped. I know what to do for you to start giving, but it's not my problem. If you won't give, we'll all be in this one. We'll be here at all. But as for me, I'll preach the word. Yeah. Hallelujah. See, when you pastor to a certain point, you don't fear anything again, no? Yeah, you don't, you don't fear. If at, after 12 years of going through this drill, I'm afraid of your face, then I was not pastor. Yeah. Because we have seen the miraculous supply of resources. That's our prayers did not say. It just came. My duty is to preach the word and let it enter. Because we, we want to see a fruit from you, a fruit, not a G-Wagon. Not just a G-Wagon, not just, not just academic laurels. A fruit of pride that we can trust you. Can trust you. That this promotion you are getting is not because you drop your skirts. This job you got is not because you drop your trousers. No! We must be able to trust you. That's why we vote for people. They go up there and we are not able to trust them again. And we are our own enemy. The church. The church. 90% of politicians are Christians. Hey, today when we close, nobody will greet me. I'll come and greet you. Come and greet you. Amen. The Bible says in the verse 2. No, give me the verse 1 again. Don't run. Let me show you. It's different than he had commanded. You are supposed to pay tithe 2,000. You pay 1,002. The pastor doesn't know because then the pastor is a picture. Let me who thousand two tight. God has not commanded that thousand two. So what you paid is not tight. Okay, then verse two. He said, So fire blazed forth from the Lord's presence and burnt them up, and they died there before the Lord. Verse three. Look at what their father said. Then Moses said to Aaron, This is what the Lord meant when he said, I will display my holiness through those who come near me. We easily get angry and leave church for nothing. Look at this one. Moses telling his own brother, Aaron's children are nieces and nephews to Moses. And these are people who are falling dead. God has killed them. And Moses turned to Aaron and says that God used your children as a message. And the two of them kept serving God. And never change. What will you do? When you lost your job, you stop coming to church. Our faith is weak, but today I pray that your faith will be strengthened. That the situations of life will not take you away. He said, 
I will display my glory before. So God, is that your glory? Then Aaron was silent. Sometimes when people come to church ushers and you are ushering them and they say they want to sit where they are, let them sit. Because they are going through, they have seen the display of God's holiness and the display of God's glory in their life. eh? And they didn't like it. Because when God's holiness and glory manifests in your life, you either smile or you be silent. Because power will explode in the direction you've laid the foundation for. I'm not going there, so I'll not break it down. I pray that, you see, where there are no gutters, when it rains, there will be erosion. But where there are gutters, when it rains, the place will be clean. I pray that God will see in your heart a responsible man. If God is looking for another Noah to build an ark to save the world, may he find you in the name of Jesus. May we be responsible people. Responsible mothers. Responsible fathers. Responsible. You, 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 you are a young person. You finish the university. Is that all you are going to do in life? Can't you be a responsible pioneer in your family? Go for your master's. Go for your PhD. Have a marriage before child. Have a marriage before child. Set an example. Don't be irresponsible. Oh, in the name of grace, 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 grace. God did not come to pay grace for us to behave ourselves foolishly. God gave us grace for us to be more beautiful, more stronger, more awesome. The army of God is not disgracing grace. When the army of God is being disgracing grace, it means that something else is calling itself the army of God. I pray for responsibility from your heart in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. One day I didn't close my louvers well and somebody came to rob my phone. Yeah, irresponsibility caused me to lose my phone. Your tie on your car is worn out. You are still driving. You are speaking in tongues on it. It will burst. Irresponsibility then don't come. Oh God, why should this person die? Your tie had worn out. And when you were giving the break, you hear choo, 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 still. Irresponsibility. You are dating the guy. Moon drew baby. You are behaving like a wife. You are behaving like a wife. Cooking for him, doing this for him, doing this for him, doing that for him, doing this for him. You are behaving like a wife. You started calling him my Lord. What is wrong with you? You are what? You have been serving Jesus all this while. He has never heard you call him my Lord. You met this guy all of a sudden. My Lord. My champion. Wow, look at that. That is why he will break your heart. And he will go. Because you didn't behave yourself wisely. Oh, you have to clap. Oh, watch. If they are not clapping, suspect them. Yeah. You have to behave yourself wisely. Let me end. Oh, God, help me. As soon as Saul 
finished offering the sacrifice, Samuel came. Verse 10, 13 verse 10. And it came to pass that as soon as he made an end, Samuel came. He did all those gymnastics. Sometimes you hear some news and they're like, this person too can do that. Shocks you. So much hypocrisy in the church. So much. That's why no power. So the pastor will think that this person is a very good product for whatever. You put him there, oh. You have disobeyed the prophet's word and you met the prophet and you are Papa, 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 what? If you don't honor your husband in the house and you come and bow down to me, you have behaved yourself foolishly. You don't respect your husband. You talk in a how to him. Then when you call, hello, daddy, please, please, can I kindly, please, with your permission, please greet you? Hey! Should I repeat it? Please, please, can I kindly, with your permission and awesome allowance, I want to ask you, how are you? Hey! Hypocrisy. I was sorry, cry. You don't even look into your husband's face and say, Good morning, how was your sleep? It's as if you are roommate, you are fighting. Obia, sorry, I'm straight. What's wrong? I'm going home. Then you are here. Pretending. That's what Saul did. He saw the prophet. You did. The prophet said, wait for me seven days. If even the prophet is not coming, you call. Can you imagine we are having a program, Pastor Kujo is not coming. Then he's, he's supposed to come at eight, then he comes at, he's, he's not in. Then I come and hold the mic. Since he's not coming, I organize this program. I have a sermon here. And I'm going to preach. Lift your right hand and begin to speak in. I'll behave myself foolishly. What are you supposed to do? You're supposed to call. Say, oh, Papa. And you have to wait. Sometimes the wait can be wait. And one wait could mean wait, 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 wait. One wait. God, God, God doesn't talk by heart. So when he tells you to wait, just pray that by his mercy he will bring your weight forward. But the word is weight. It can, it can ring and ring weight. Wait. And Charlie, some of the waiting, eh, I tell you, some of you ladies are here, you are, just, you are just one step ahead getting pregnant for somebody's husband to have your own child. That's all you want. Please, wait, wait, wait. Thought you are clapping. No, having money to take care of a child does not make you a parent. Because the needs of a child is beyond money. I'm not teaching about that. Maybe I'll, I'll meet you on Zoom on that. Let me wrap in five minutes. Listen to what prophet Samuel told Saul in verse 11 to 12. This message is too much. And Samuel said, what is this you have done? Saul replied, say, take responsibility. Accept it. I saw my men scattering from me. What is this you have done? 
Look at there. Look at him. I saw my men scattering for me. And you didn't arrive when you said you would. And the Philistines are at mishmash, ready for battle. Who does he know? Who does he know that you are aging? Who does he know that the miracle is delaying? You think God doesn't know? You think God did not know that the people, the Philistines have gathered a mishmash? God knows. God knew, but a sacrifice must go ahead before the battle. So wait. So what is this you are saying? You saw the people scattering. When God was leading you through the Red Sea, did you, did you see people fetching the Red Sea for dry ground to come? It was just a stick. God said, and there was a way. How many people do you need for salvation if God is involved? God said, wait. Don't cook the miracle. Don't go and carry a woman and bring it for testimony for marriage. Don't go and carry any man and say, God has opened a door for me. So, you couldn't wait. You couldn't. Pastor, you know, I've started feeling menopausal symptoms. This my palms. It's the flash. Then it will go. When I ask, is it Charlie? I'm getting there. Getting what? Wait. I'm talking to people. I know. This is a prophetic word. I know I'll get a lot of messages. Pastor, thank you for the message. Pastor, thank you. Don't just thank me. Apply this word to your life. Take up responsibility. Take up responsibility. Because the investment being made into you must not run into the drain. Take up responsibility. You think the parent of that medical doctor picking up all the awards, 16 awards, you think they will not be proud? Why don't you want us to be proud about you? But I want to bring shame to us. Every time shame, no. We will speak against it because that is not the order of the Lord Jesus Christ for us. You must take up responsibility. You must take up. You must take up. The other day, the other party said, the other party did not manage the government well, so they went to IMF. We are there now. This one too will come. You come and say that it is not working because these people went to IMF. Why? What is wrong with us? And you are also sitting here aspiring to be D, DC before I realize you are becoming an assemblyman, you are becoming an MP, and by the time you get there, you change your mind faster. You know, that, you know if you don't play the game like that, you don't play what? A generation is rising. And everything will be corrected. Yeah. We must be hungry enough. What is a t-shirt and you go and vote? That thing must stop. T-shirt, rice, 400 Ghana City. Jesus Christ. This time when they bring it, take it and chop. Take it and chop because it's your own money. Take it and chop. And then vote by your convictions. The politicians will fear us when they see that pattern. If they, they will go and recruit people and they give you one million, take it and chop. When you get there, vote your convictions. Because we need a generation. Because I, I, I'm afraid for our children 20 years' time. If this is how the thing is going to go, from nation to church to life, I'm scared. People must be responsible. Look at the number of pops. Pops opening up on the sprinter's road. Young, young people. Young, young, viable people. Fresh people. Energetic. 
You think if the, most of them had responsible homes, they would be there? Responsible parent? You didn't get it by becoming a responsible person. So failed. First king ever. Look at him. Giving excuse. The people were going. The people, the people, the people, the people. There are people who never accept responsibility. They'll put it on people. The people, the people, the people, the people, the people. Which people? But David was not like that. Maybe I'll end here. I'll continue next week. Though I've not finished part one. David was not like that. So many excuses. Why are you full of excuses? Why are you full of excuses? You cannot be great with this life. Excuses upon excuses. Excuses. Look at him. The people were scattering. You didn't come on time. So God did not come on time. So you took that decision. The people. Who is giving you pressure to do what you are doing? The people. Oh, I can feel people. I can see brains in the surgical world and I can see a doctor cutting it and working. I can feel people's mind have been operated on by the power of the Holy Spirit. Surgery is going on. We need people. We need responsible people. You think if I was not a responsible pastor, I would be here? I would have been one of the rich pastors. Yes. I'll be one. I've not built my house. But responsibility. God's money. God's church. God's people. This community have gotten, has gotten a church. Babies from this community will be named. Lives will be delivered. Things will happen. People's lives will transform. You think we will not be blessed? Generations to come? This church is not going to be broken down. For a thousand years it will be here. This altar will be here. I may not be here. You may not be here. But by responsibility, the little God gave us 12 years ago, that little seed under the mango tree, that little seed in that wooden classroom, that little money you have been given, the Lord has brought us this far. It's responsibility. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I have to end. I have to end. I have to end. Don't be a people's pleaser. Don't be a people's pleaser. Don't let anybody, anybody, push you to do things you don't want to do. You have a calling to please holy God. If God can find that one person. Next week I'll take you to David. I'll drift and go to David. You think why did God say he was a man after his own heart? It was more than you think. God needs responsible people. I want you to close your eyes and put your hand on your heart and talk to God. Stop playing Christianity. Can we stop holding the world on the left and holding Christ on the right? Jesus is not coming along with you. No. You have to go along with Jesus. He must be all or none. Nadab and Abihu you are burning fire but it's a strange fire. Quaristers, instrumentalists. 
are staying with a, a boyfriend in the same room, in the same house, without ordinances being done, walk out immediately. Leave, your, leave that place. Leave that place. It was not a mistake from Saul. It was not. I'll show you next week. God later said through prophet Samuel that man looks at the outward but God looks at the inward. God knew what was in the heart of Saul. He wanted praise from the people. He wanted a clap for the people. Uh, if the prophet is not coming, you too, you can do it. God rejected him in his third year of kingship but he stayed on to 40 years and became a liability to Israel. I'm praying for you that you will not be a liability to your generation. God will find in you a Noah. God will find in us and Abraham. God will trust us with the wealth of these nations. God will trust you with that position. There are people God is going to raise into national positions in times to come. May God trust you that when you get there, you will not become a Babylonian, but you will stand as a Zionite to let the name of the Lord be glorified. May God entrust into, into us the greatness and the fatness of this earth. May the spirit of responsibility be released upon us. In Jesus' name, amen. Give them the message you just listened to is from ICGC Karis Temple. To connect with us, you can like our page on Facebook at ICGC Karis Temple or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ICGC Karis. We would like to hear of how God is blessing you through this podcast. To support this podcast, please click on the profile button and click on support. Thank you and God richly bless you.